So what is mentoring? Unfortunately, there is no academically agreed single definition. However, through a combination of Defence Academy's definition and what mentoring is definitely not, this podcast will hopefully assist your understanding in your role as a mentor. So let us begin with our chosen definition. Mentoring is a relationship and a process where a person offers help, guidance and support to facilitate the learning or development of an individual at an appropriate stage in their career. To truly understand this definition, we need to break it down. Firstly, it is a professional relationship. It is a process. The relationship will have a beginning, a middle and an end, which will be initiating the relationship, establishing it, developing and finally reaching maturity and moving on. The role of a mentor is far more than just giving advice and guidance. The main part of mentoring is to facilitate the learning or development of the mentee. Finally, an appropriate stage in their career means that the mentoring relationship should be relevant to the mentee's development and most importantly, the mentee needs to be engaged with the process and the relationship. This definition is broad because it encompasses all types of mentoring within the MOD. To define the most common types, you have the traditional method, a one-to-one relationship with a more experienced mentor and a lesser experienced mentee, or group mentoring. This could be made up of one mentor to many mentees or a group of peers reciprocally mentoring each other. Reciprocal mentoring is where the role of the mentor and mentee will constantly change dependent on who presents a challenge. There is also reverse mentoring, where the roles reverse. The more senior person becomes the mentee and learns from the experience of the more junior person. These are only a few of the different types of mentoring. But what this does is to demonstrate how the definition, a relationship and a process where a person offers help, guidance and support to facilitate the learning or development of an individual at an appropriate stage in their career, encompasses all types of mentoring. Another aspect we need to explore is what is the difference between formal and informal mentoring. Formal mentoring means that relationship is part of a wider scheme or programme. The terms scheme and programme are often used interchangeably, but a programme is normally time-bound, with everyone starting at the same time. Whereas a scheme is more fluid and open-ended, with relationships starting and finishing at different points. Normally because the scheme has a constant pool of mentors. Whether you are a part of a scheme or a programme, you may find yourself matched by a coordinator or chosen by the mentee from the mentor's biography. Informal mentoring is removed from a programme or scheme. The selection is driven by the mentee approaching a mentor or the mentor offers their services to a mentee. Either way, do not be fooled by the term informal. This relationship should still follow a process, as would a formal relationship. Additionally, I now introduce informal-informal. This takes into account those interactions we have on a more ad hoc basis where we offer advice and guidance or act as a sounding board. These interactions are valuable to us, whether within a work or personal context, but they do not follow a mentoring process, as no mentoring agreement has been discussed and there is no set structure for the sessions. However, these daily interactions provide us with a great opportunity to practice our mentoring skill set, such as actively listening, 
and asking effective questions. So far, we have covered what mentoring is, but to gain further clarity, let's dispel some of the many myths and explore what it isn't. Firstly, mentoring should take place outside the chain of command. This can be a controversial statement because many believe they are mentors to their subordinates. But can a mentor be truly objective, impartial, able to ask non-judgmental questions and can offer a different perspective without bias, particularly as they are monitoring their staff members' performance? However, that doesn't mean as a manager or a leader that their staff development isn't a high priority, because it is. It's about exercising the mentoring and coaching behaviours to develop your staff. Mentoring may be a development method that could be perfect for a member of staff, obviously not within the chain of command. But be mindful, you may need to seek out their perception and understanding of mentoring, because over the years I have seen differing reactions. Some see it as a punishment because they believe they are lacking a particular skill to fulfil their role whereas others believe they are the golden child. Therefore, mentoring should never be used to deal with poor performance or used instead of disciplinary action. Mentoring may assist alongside formal action dependent on the situation. However, firstly, the line manager or chain of command needs to address the issue at hand. Another aspect to consider is that of developmental mentoring versus sponsorship mentoring. Sadly, a lot of cynicism around mentoring is perpetuated by sponsorship mentoring. Sponsorship mentoring is often described as favouritism, nepotism or patronage and still continues within the MOD culture. So why does sponsorship mentoring still happen? Sponsorship mentoring has history. 30 years ago, this was the norm within UK organisations and was associated with the American model of mentoring where a mentee would be more associated as a protégé, and the focus of the relationship was far more on what and who the mentor knew, but also their role was deemed to solve the mentee's problems. Fast forward to the expectations of a mentor today. It is about facilitating the mentee's learning, so over the years we have distanced ourselves from the American version and aligned ourselves with Europe. With its mentoring philosophy of developmental mentoring, as in the longer term, this is far more beneficial to the mentee and the organisation. Another myth to dispel is that many believe that by offering career advice, they are mentoring. Offering career advice may be a small aspect of a mentoring discussion, but it is not the sole purpose. If you contact a former colleague when it is time to consider a new posting, this is receiving advice and is not a mentoring relationship, Remember the informal-informal relationship I mentioned earlier. Next myth. A mentor is not a counsellor. A mentor is neither trained or has the support in place. However, it is an expectation that a mentor would signpost if they were concerned for a mentee's welfare. But a mentor needs to use their judgement. Because how often do you listen to a colleague or a staff member's non-work-related issue? Is the mentee sharing to put the issue into context or is it the sole conversation? These are two very different things. Finally, let's squash another myth, and the one I believe is the biggest of all. The myth is that all you require to be a mentor is knowledge and experience. This is not the case. A mentor is not automatically a mentor because they have knowledge and experience. They must have the skills and attributes to ensure the relationship will be effective. 
These will be unique to the mentor, such as I believe I'm approachable, considerate, consistent, creative, diplomatic, engaging, imaginative. It is these skills and attributes I bring to a mentoring relationship. Yours may be completely different to mine. What is important is that your skills and attributes benefit the mentee. This is why it is so important that these are visible on a mentor biography. It demonstrates the human element that is required to build rapport. To recap, mentoring is a professional relationship that sits within a process. The relationship is based on development through facilitating learning. The focus is on the mentee and the mentee drives the relationship.